Welcome to the Rhythm of Destination, Inspiration, a weekly travel show for adventurous families here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We'll unpack the blessings of homeschooling away from home and share stories with special guests embracing a lifestyle of journey. Your host, Jen Ranieri, will inspire you to get out your suitcase and live your own ultimate adventures. Stay tuned. You're sure to enjoy the ride. Good morning, good morning out there in uh, word traveling land, internet, space, and time. I have two amazing gentlemen on the telephone with us, and the first I have to introduce is my husband. Louise, are you there, babe? Yes. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, and a good friend of both of ours is Dan Morris on the phone with uh, letters from Dan. Dan, are you there? Oh, yeah. There you are. Good morning, guys. And uh, so this is an interesting call because we are talking surviving homeschool with a traveling dad. And I know two, I, I don't know, two better gentlemen to be on the phone than my husband and, and Dan, who both uh, travel. And these two actually met on a travel adventure. Um, you've heard me maybe talk about our Mexico travel before, and Dan and Luis were both with us. And um, so today's talk. Uh, surviving homeschool with the traveling dad. Who wants to go first? Gentlemen, I've never had two people on the phone at the same time, so we'll see how this goes. And I know Luis has a, another commitment in about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, so we're going to keep him briefly and uh, then continue on, Dan, talking some cool Internet stuff that the kiddos can do when you're on the way. But how about if each of you take a minute and just share who you are and give us, like, a little synopsis of what you think Homeschool with a traveling dad is like, and tell us about your family. Go. Luis, I'll let you start. All right, thanks, Dan. Again, it's Jen Messon, uh, married to Jen. <clears throat> and we uh, homeschool and travel and raise two wonderful boys, my Connie Kai, who will be 11 in August, so he's 10, and Luke Edward turns 6 in just about two weeks. And I happen to be in the uh, hospitality, wine sales, and marketing business. I work for a winery, and I travel all along the southeast coast and occasionally in the Caribbean and Latin America. And the uh, the model for us, really, when we can, we do, uh, mostly because of ease and convenience within Florida. Everything we can drive to, we travel as a pack, and we take homeschool on the road, quite frankly. A lot of it for me and my involvement as a dad who travels is geographical. So I'll often task for giving the boys an assignment to locate the state where I'm visiting or if it's international, the island or the country that I'm visiting and just some common bullet points, whether it's the type of political system they have, the currency, maybe some foods or natural resources they're known for. And in the case of states, you know, maybe a significant uh, figure, whether it be a statesman, woman or a politician, perhaps a, an athletic figure that represents that state, etc. And it often... Uh, has a long, long seed and long uh, roots with the boys because uh, when I did it this summer in uh, in Boston with my son, Makani, I took him on a father and son only trip for his 10th birthday. I went to school at Boston University. Uh, had a lasting impression on him. Suffice to say that he immediately became a Red Sox fan, of course, and yeah. watched every, every, every game during the pennant race and ultimately through the victory of the World Series, and now he's on his second uh, his spring league for baseball, Little League, so impactful moments like that uh, that I think are key and marquee events in their lives with a dad on, on the road. Yeah, absolutely. And then, Dan, how about you? Tell us a little about your family and what it looks like, um, you know, homeschooling for you guys. Well, we have uh, we have four people. 
four little people in the house, three dudes and a chick. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're we we actually homeschool three of the four. Our nine-year-old, who actually is ten now, he turned ten the other day. He goes to a <clears throat> he goes to a special school um, for kids who learn differently, and they he goes to school where there's uh, six kids to a class, so it's a uh, it's a perfect situation for him because we weren't totally equipped to teach him the way that he really needs to learn. But the other three, okay. the other three, we uh, well, I guess really all four. I mean, to be honest, we. We do all kinds of projects and stuff with them all the time. Um, I keep keep tabs of them when I'm traveling through Skype. We do Skype calls, and um, both my older boys have email, so we email back and forth. Uh, I actually share a couple of Pinterest boards with them, so we're always talking about cool cars that I take pictures of when I travel. And, and, uh, <laughs> That's post, so funny. Louis says, the, Louis says the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> post them to the board, and then they, they look up the cars and see what their cars are about and stuff like that. Um, similar to you guys, you know, we talk about the places that, that, that we travel and occasionally, more often than 2014, I think, I'm going to be bringing one of them with me on, on the trips. You know, most of my trips are, are with, uh, Blogging Concentrated. It's just a nationwide blogging workshop series. So I go to different cities, you know, one city each weekend and we, uh, we teach blogging stuff. But, but otherwise, you know, everything is school, really. I mean, you're always, you're always learning. There's always something to be gained. Uh, even the, the little trips, like we just took an, a trip that was just an hour away at a state park, and we ended up stopping a park ranger and, and talking to him for a while about what it takes to be a park ranger and what his duties are and what kinds of you know what kinds of things he gets involved with. And he gave us a park ranger like study guide for the state park. And so then we were col- collecting things and looking for animals and tracks and. And all that, oh, all kinds of stuff. So everything is a is a learning opportunity, traveling yeah. or at home. Yeah, I think people who aren't familiar with homeschooling or maybe who homeschool on a super regimented schedule um, don't fit into the the way that we homeschool. At least our family. I mean, you know, we try to we try to check the boxes and get everything done. You know, that that we need to do to make sure the kids are learning on par. But for us, I mean, homeschool really looks a lot like life. And when you travel, you just get to have life on the road differently. Would would you agree with that, Louis? Yeah, it's, it's learn education through application. For example, when you take a child early on in their life internationally and they have to follow or learn all the logistical procedures, such as registering for a, a, a passport, they have to take a picture. First of all, they find out it's expensive, and then they have this little book, and then they chronologically record their travels. And those are lasting impressions that they learn about a lot of different levels in life, whether it's organizing, planning, financial, geographical, travel experience, that, let alone when you get to where you're going, your final destination, you learn about different flavors. Even here within the U.S., you know, there's different cuisines, so that's a study in and of itself, what makes the people around certain geog- geographical sectors, be it our country or elsewhere, and why there are different flavors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, application. Right. It's uh, it, it's one of the biggest reasons that we started homeschooling in the first place. Before we knew that we would do this, that we that Louise travels a lot, and we knew we'd want to, you know, experience and learn through through life. And and Dan, you said you're going to be able to take the kids more with you this year through as blogging concentrated grows. That's that's awesome. I'm excited for you guys. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to take multiple. I think I'll take uh, one kid. You know, per trip. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. Pre- yeah. I'm not prepared for multiple at this level. <laughs> well, it's definitely a challenge, and we don't always do multiple. But as Louise said, that that one trip. Oh, hello, dog. That one trip that we had with um, the, the father and son trip that Makani and Louise took back in the summer. I mean, that was huge, lasting impressions on him from the culture of New England to the history of New England to. Like, we're serious diehard Red Sox fans around here now. I mean, we always were, but now it's, like, to the next level. Boston strong everywhere. Go Beers, you know, all that stuff. I think Makani did some research last week on how, how much, uh, which guy was it, Luis, that shaved the beard? And Makani found out how much his beard shaved for or sold for in auction, for a charity auction. It's ridiculous. <laughs> David Ortiz. Yeah. And the funny thing, talk about an impact by application. He's 10 years old, but he's already got a small beard for me. It's really amazing. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, this is not true. David Ortiz. <laughs> He 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 uh he garnered fourteen thousand dollars, I think it was, for his shaved beard. So Terry Austin. That's funny. That's cool. <laughs> Make it an impact. You never know what, what your beard could do it later in life. But uh yeah. so gentlemen, while you're on the road and you and you have not taken the children with you, because that happens more often than not. Everybody thinks we travel on every trip. No, we don't. We stay home often. What does that look like for your kids um, with their dad gone on the road? How do you make an impact to stay in, in touch? What, what do you use? What technology? What systems? What? How do you reach out just so that other moms can hear maybe some encouragement that if they've got a husband that travels a lot, as both of you do, how do you stay afloat? How do you stay better than afloat? How do you thrive while your husband is still on the road in this journey called homeschooling? Do you have any uh, suggestions, recommendations? Well, I would say... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. I'm going to say, I I would say that as a... Well, I I feel like a stronger tie to the husband part more than the dad part when I travel. So, you know, I'll do the the Skype call with the kids, you know, and, and show the hotel room or whatever and talk to them. But right. um I feel like I, I feel like my a more important role for me is to recognize that my wife, you know, is a, is alone with the four and things are crazy. So I need to make sure that I send notes, you know, let her know that I'm gonna be home shortly. But then when I get back, you know, my first thing almost always is like I'm here uh, do you want to go to a movie? Do you want to leave the house? Do you want to go shopping? Do you want to just, you know, leave? Like, and, and I will take care of, like, all the chores and stuff, you know, for the next 24 hours just to provide this this moment of respite between craziness when she was all alone with the four and when I'm back. So I, I feel like my job is to... Obviously, when I travel, the job is to, you know, is the income. But when I get back, it's is to provide that release so that she can not get burnt out homeschooling and, you know, being a mom and taking care of the household. My job is to help that part of her. That's great. Yeah. I, I, as you're talking about filming your your hotel room, I've seen that many times. Our our method of choice is FaceTime. We're iPhone users, so everybody's got the FaceTime going. But, Louie, what would you say to that? You know, I think given one upside to today's use of current technology is uh, whether it be Skype or now, we started with Skype and now 
we FaceTime more often than not because of Wi-Fi or accessibility, etc. But the guys get really used to it. <laughs> uh, usually I always send a more good morning and a good night video because sometimes my meetings may run late or start early. So because we might have a set clock at home, I know that. And I send little 30-second snippets, good morning, boys, or, or mom. Uh, here's what I'm doing today, and then we'll obviously touch base a few times during the day, Dan and I, on the phone or texting, and then do the same thing in the evening. So it's a constant dialogue. A lot of times it's a place they haven't been to, they're curious. So one of the things I like to do is, for some reason or another, they really get off on live FaceTime at the breakfast buffet. What's for breakfast? <laughs> and then I'll pan, pan around the face, you know, the camera, and then they'll kind of tell me what to eat. Okay, take one of those croissants, get some watermelon, chat to the chef, you know, that kind of thing. So it keeps them engaged, and I think to Dan's point, you know, they're, they're reassured that, hey, dad's coming back, not a biggie. You know, it's a comfort zone for them to see that daily interaction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, Luis, before you have to scoot off the phone here, what what are some of the greatest blessings and benefits um you know, that you've seen through homeschooling, you know, or, or you know, the road, or just in, in general, what, you know, through homeschooling, through our journey, our homeschooling journey, what have you seen? Well, I think we're very blessed in the fact that I have a job that allows, one, Jennifer to homeschool the boys, and two, allows us to travel as a family. So we're experiencing life on a multiple level levels, professionally, again, intrinsically, if you will, spiritually and as a family. And there are destinations where we've been to that when Luke was three years old and he was in Pisa, Italy, he'll never forget what the Pisa looks like. Uh, or Paris, Eiffel Tower, or the foods we ate and the flavors. And those experiences all bundled up, if I was to boil it down, would be that their worldly, or their vision and impression of life is on a worldly platform versus you know, your own zip code or area code or state. And they, they don't really know a border, if you will, as far as travel. And I think that ultimately that allows them to not be inhibited or prevents them from being inhibited as far as exploration and living life to the fullest. Right, right. And then you've taken some of your your skills. Recently, this is kind of a new thing with Makani, but you're teaching him some fantastic computer work just through your work. You're kind of engaging him and, and teaching him at the same time. Share a little bit about, about that, like when you're home and you've got a you know, presentation to do. You've got Makani right there beside you. Well, well, uh, well Makani is the oldest child, our son, and he's, he's very technologically motivated. And so I taught him how to use Excel, Word document, create uh, flyers, presentations, and the latest one, which he really liked a lot, which is the PowerPoint. So we, we'd, uh, he joined me on a webinar from Fred Pryor seminars on PowerPoint, so you got a great experience there on how to do presentations. And again, that's application education. It ties right. to his interpersonal presentation skills, which recently showed up at a the first Lego League uh, tournament last weekend, where his team won uh, the first place for presentation of their Woo! product, and that's their first attempt out of twenty in this tournament out of twenty four teams. So again, it kind of kind of helps you get jump started on real life applications. But also, because he loves Lego so much, it's a nice way for him to chronologically record all his um, Lego productions, his sets, which mm-hmm. ultimately he could tie into a portfolio for his resume um, down the line. So. Yeah. Anyway. 
All right, babe, thanks for being on the call. I know you've got a scoot. We're actually dealing with a large irrigation project at the moment. I'm watching the guys work. And uh, so thanks for being on the call with us. I'm sure we'll have you back on. Maybe we'll call in from the next time we're someplace crazy. So thanks, honey. Thanks for having me. Dan, nice talking to you. Merry Christmas. Thanks, man. You too. All right, Dan, you still with us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we started us talking last week that we're going to have, you know, phone call Dan talking travel, surviving travel with a homeschool bed, and he looks at me, he's like, what about me? And I'm like, of course you're in the call. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was totally fun. And um, I'm hoping that one of these trips that you come back down to Florida, you bring you bring your kids and come and stay with us. You know, we've got this uh, this little guest cottage that has hosted a few of our friends, and, you know, and we'll continue to do so, so you know that. The door is open for you, Dan. But um, well, we appreciate it. Yeah. So here are some of those same things that I just talked about with Luis. Like, what what are some of the greatest blessings you see through your homeschool journey? Because yours is different. You haven't done quite as much travel with the kids, but you're growing into that. Yes, we we we're in year two of homeschooling world, right. and uh, we really only took taken one, you know, homeschool. Sp- specific trip, although I feel like, you know, ever since they were, well, ever since I was a kid, I mean, my, my whole goal is to travel, so sure. uh, we're always we're always looking for stuff to do, you know, and I, I keep a giant uh, map on the wall, and I got, I have a red highlighter where I highlight every road that we've traveled on, you know, hoping that eventually we can cover the entire U.S. map. I don't, cool. I don't know if that's really possible, but... You know, we have a Europe map that looks kind of like that from years ago, but I get it. That's that's a way, you know, to keep them engaged and and seeing, you know, the roads out there, right? Yeah, and there's so many things that, you know, we I live in 17 states, so my my goal is always to get out. Like right. as soon as we move somewhere, I want to move again. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to be there like day one. I just want to like, all right, we're ready to go again. So in order to leave. I need to feel like I didn't regret leaving too early. I need to see the stuff. So now that we're in Nashville, which is unfortunately, which is like, you know, within 300 miles of half the U.S. population, uh, like it's hard to leave here because I'm within three or four hours of everything. You know, right. we have we have all kinds of trips on on the list. Like we just went to North Georgia to go gold panning. You know, to learn about that oh, cool. process. And then we're going to be going to Nashville, Arkansas, where the only, the world's only public diamond mine is. We're going to go uh, mine for diamonds. And then there's things like, you know, in Memphis, I want to take them to the Martin Luther King Museum and uh, in Louisville, the Louisville Slugger Museum and um, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, there's the Corvette National Headquarters, which we haven't gone to, and Mammoth Cave. So, you know, even within just a couple of hours of here, there's just so much stuff that you can do with the kids travel-wise to go right. see neat things. And I, I feel like like, like I, I definitely want to move in the next year or two. So I want to make sure that we get all these things in so, you know, I don't regret. Uh, for, like for me, one thing, I, you know, I lived in Omaha, and I still haven't been to uh, the Mount Rushmore. You know, I, I still am just bummed that we lived so close to it and I didn't go. So I'm trying, know, to avoid, right? I'm trying to right. avoid that in the future. Right. It's almost just taking advantage of every opportunity, even if, you know, like you said, it's just a couple hours away, a small distance, but you have so many different things you can see and do. Like last weekend, 
in Florida, you know, this is a huge state here. There's so much to see and do and explore. And even just coast to coast is so um, different naturally. The, the sands are different. The shells are different. The trees are different. And just going from one side of the state to the other last week, the kids had such a, diff- a great experience being able to encounter, oh, wow, this is what the sand looks like. Wow, the sun sets over here. Okay, this is the west, and it rises on our side. That's the east. And just being able to put application and, and doing those things and seeing them rather than just studying them from a textbook. I think there's so much more to, to learn from experience. Not, not I think. There is. I mean, there's all kinds of studies. Ashley Wiggers was on um, last week on the call and talked about it's 90% of what you have done that you retain. Even Louis said something about us being in Paris with and Pisa with Luke when he was three. He still talks about that. Like, he remembers those things vividly. And he was only three years old, three and a half years old. So, you know, I'm going to that. I, the fact that it really does impact. I struggle a little day. bit. I struggle a little bit with um, with memory, where I remember going to SeaWorld with some with some kids back in 2000, and they weren't mine, but they're somebody else's kids. And I remember sitting there watching Shamu. And these kids were on their knees pulling splinters off the bench. And I realized that however old they were, they were, I don't know, six or seven, that the money invested to go to SeaWorld was not a good investment at that time. They they just weren't, they couldn't appreciate it. Right, it was interesting. Right. So I've tried to avoid that to some degree. I want to make sure that I match the experience with their appreciation level. But then even after that, like we went to Costa Rica two two summers ago and when we got back I made I had Walrains turn, you know, like six or eight of their pictures into a big, you know, eighteen or eleven by twenty poster to put on their wall. Right. Because I, I know those those images they they disappear from your mind after a while. You just don't remember. Even things like, you know, what the what the bathroom looked like or what your daily meal was while you were there. Yeah. So I make little photo books so the kids can flip through them because I, I really think if you don't, if they don't keep seeing it over time, that, that the memory just sort of fades and all you're left with was either the highlights or the important parts, you know, but you miss the daily stuff. Yeah, and for me, that, that daily stuff is is really crucial. You know, you know for example, when we move next uh, we're either going to move to snow, like Madison, Wisconsin, or to the beach, like Charleston, South Carolina, because I, I need them to understand daily life. Like, like, what is it like to live, you know, in Wisconsin where there's like 40 different kinds of snow? You know, here in Nashville, we get two snowfalls a year. And both of them are, you know, maybe an inch at the most. And it's either snowball snow or it's not. That's the only option right. you have here. Up right. there, like, they don't have any idea that snowball snow, if it gets really cold at night, freezes, and then it it's powder the next day. Like, they don't have the normal winter knowledge that you get when you live in different places. So right. I, I want them to have that. So we're going to at least live in a snowy place for a year and in a beach place for a year. And I, I mean, I'd really like to live, you know, like uh, at, at Pike's Peak or somebody somewhere where the elevation is really, you know, the air is thin. So they really get the idea of what that's like. 
just experiencing things in a whole new level. And that's another benefit that you can look at from if you've got a traveling career, you're able to do that in many cases, in many instances, you know. Oh yeah. And and just have give your kids things. And I know you had you had a very uh, a traveling childhood, you know, on with your dad was in the military, right, Dan? So you yes. lived a bunch of different a bunch of different places, and I think that probably started that in you. That stirred that in you. But you know, I I don't believe that there are accidents in the way that the Lord has designed our our life path. You know, so that you take that and that who he wants you to parent your children through. A guy who's excited about moving around a lot. And when I was a kid, we moved around a lot. And so I think that's part of why I love to to travel and encourage and inspire other people to do the same because there's just so much more to learn through experience in different situations and scenarios than there is from any textbook. And not that I'm against books. I We read. We read a lot. We read. We experience but then when we've read something we try to go out and explore it and experience it at the same time so so dan you're this internet marketing genius guru so give us some fun things that are safe things we can do on the internet with our kids as far as educational wise so that it's not we don't have to be afraid of the internet how do we keep our kids safe on the internet how do we have fun with them on the internet. What are some amazing things you found as tools? Because I know I'm asking the right guy for that. Well, safety-wise, um, I think a lot of it comes down to early parenting. Mm-hmm. Is that your kids either know where they're supposed to go or they're not, or they don't. Right. And when they get there, they either know they're supposed to turn around or they don't. But that doesn't mean that, that things are not going to pop up. So there's all kinds of resources. Uh, you know, Covenant Eyes, which is a like an online software product, you, you can put on your computer, and it will protect. I mean, you can put any level of filtering on yeah. your, on your internet. And one of the great things about Covenant Eyes is that it's it's kind of an, an accountability product. So, for instance, if your spouse has a has an issue with you know, looking at things online that they're not supposed to and they're trying to stop. You can put the software on your computer and their computer and then you can see everything that they're doing. So you can do that with your kids too, with Covenant right. You can see every little place they go and I believe it works for their, you know, their, their mobile phones and their iPads and stuff like that too. You can, you can have a, a daily email sent to you so you can see what sites they went to and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, from that level, that big brother type level, there's definitely things out there to protect your kids. Right. Um, but I think it almost all comes down to personal accountability and knowing the difference between right and wrong. And yeah. that you just have to continually enforce. Yeah, and teach starting early on, you know. Yeah. You know, and, you know, one of the things that my kids love doing now is playing this Minecraft game, which is, mm-hmm. I, I don't even think it's a game. I, I call it online Legos is what it is. Right. And uh it's really just building things and it does take it does take some some thinking. There, there it's not it's not intuitive, it's not easy. You, you sometimes it takes a little guides, you know. For instance if you want to build a hammer you actually have to cut down a tree and then use the wood and then I guess you get you find iron ore somewhere and then you can somehow right, make can a hammer. It up. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this before. My boys are, are very into Minecraft, too, but we do have to set limits because otherwise it just wants to take over. <laughs> have you noticed yeah. that? 
Well, you know, now that now they're building famous, you know, we're having them build famous buildings. So they have to go, you know, look at the model of the White House and and then build it on Minecraft. The all the columns and the different kinds, and you know, learning where the doors are. So actually studying architecture and then doing Minecraft at the same time. Right. So you know, right. that's fun. And yeah, exactly. we we do lots of YouTube videos, um, and they're helping me more and more with. With the editing and um, my, my oldest Cameron, he likes to be the cameraman because he's had a, uh, some success in the past making snarky comments behind the camera that <laughs> he's seen people enjoy on YouTube when they make comments. Like that guy that was behind the camera was funny. You know, he sees that and then he wants right. to be the camera guy again. Right. So right. and they make an allowance from that. You know, they they make ad revenue from YouTube videos. So you know, YouTube and then. And this is kind of silly, but we we love Friv, F-R-I-V dot com. And I don't exactly know how the site exists, but it, it is 100% video games. There's not an ad on it. It's just video games. I don't, I don't really even get it. Huh. Like, I, don't know how, I don't know how they make money unless the video game people are paying them to be on the site, but it's like the coolest little video game site out there. And it's fast, and all the games are simple pretty much. It's just awesome, you know, from a game standpoint, not really a home from a gaming, standpoint. But. From a gaming standpoint. So yeah, uh, you use a lot of, I know you do a lot of experiments, and you've got a couple of your science experiments on YouTube with the boys and stuff. What other um, online educational avenues have you found to be just super cool that you're using with the boys and and the chick, well, as you call her? <laughs> you know, Millie and Alex, the, the four- and five-year-old, they're, they're big fans of ABC Mouse. Yeah, and, yep, I know well. Yeah, I, I watched them play it, and to them it seems like a game, but I can tell that they're learning stuff. And I can see, you know, when they're when we're looking at books, and they can they can point out and pick out letters and say what their sounds are. And, you know, they they love that particular product. And, and then Cameron right now is doing a, a frog project, where he is. Ident- well, I don't know why I told him this, but I told him to identify every frog on the planet. And then, you know, <laughs> and then after after he started, it, I, I realized that that was just a really ridiculous <laughs> requirement. Yeah. So then we narrowed it down. There, <laughs> we narrowed it down to uh, how about you find all the rainforests and tell me the major frogs that are living in each of the rainforests. So that particular project required us to start talking about different kinds of sources. You know, he would look up frogs and rainforests, and he would get, you know, like, wackyfacts.com versus, uh, you know, like, nationalgeographic.com. So that got us into conversations about where do you get your information and, you know, how do you search right. and what can you actually rely on and what you can't. Things right, like that. exactly. What's, what's uh, accurate and what's not. What can you rely yeah. on on the Internet and whatnot. Right. And, you know, once <laughs> you start pulling pulling information out of Ripley's Believe It or Not dot com, that, you know, you haven't really taught them what is good and what isn't. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. This is your accurate exactly. information. You may want to talk about that a little bit, son. <laughs> but yeah. then you Did go you back know to there every... Was a yeah. Every opportunity for learning, right? Every opportunity for learning. That's homeschool at its best. Yeah. And uh, that is homeschool at its best. And, Dan... I, oh, I, I, just, I learned a new resource. Oh, tell me. Um, I was just at a, a, a Cub Scout's house, and... He was showing me all these merit badges. We don't have scouts in our house. 
And I realized that the, the merit badges for Boy Scouts involve a lot of work to get each badge. Yeah. Yeah, they're And there's amazing. like 40 badges. Yes. So I've been going to the Boy Scout site and pulling down the merit badge requirements and having, turning those into, you know, like, those are things they have to do. Here's your next thing. Get this. You're not in Scouts, but you can still do the merit badge stuff. Right. Right. Those so are I, I love that. Definitely. Very detailed. But Connie was a scout for a couple of years. I think we're actually going to finish up his, his Be Below 2 level this year. He's so close to getting this big award. We're like, you really don't want to let it go, do you? You're so close. Yeah. So we're going to help him finish that up and uh, and be able to move on with that, uh, his, his award, and then move into Boy Scouts. We'll see if that's the direction he wants to go. But the resources are amazing. And, and Yeah, even oh, if he doesn't go into Boy Scouts, really, I, I I would still say exactly. do the merit badges. Exactly, because the the research projects that they have to do and the presentations that they need to give to achieve these awards are really phenomenal. It really does build leaders. I guess that's what scouting is all about, you know. And, uh, no, and I, don't, as we, I, I don't know if you know this, but um, with Blogging Concentrated in 2014, on Friday nights in each city, we're going to try to... Uh, coordinate with the local scouting groups to put on a computer merit badge night. Where That's awesome. We come I didn't in. know, but fantastic. Yes, it's our new thing. So we're going to come in and we're going to help them get their requirements for their computer and their internet merit badges. And it's going to be like our philanthropy project for for the fantastic. year for Blogging Concentrated. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. That's that's amazing. I know we know each other through the blogging concentrated world. If you are into blogging or want to know more about it, I highly recommend it. I've been to the Orlando um, event a couple months was that a couple months ago now, and Dan's just a wealth of information. So follow him. Where can we follow you, Dan? Lettersfromdan.com. Where where else? Yeah, that's it. Blogging concentrated. Bloggingconcentrated.com, and uh, he's a wealth of information and an amazing friend and a fantastic guy to to know and. Uh, and just a, a, he's a great dad. He's just a fun, great dad. He's, we had so much, so many memories that we developed in Mexico as friends, and I know that our boys are. Uh, Makani's now got his Xbox set up just so he can play uh, Minecraft with Cameron. So we have to have an after-call call to talk about that because he. <laughs> yes, I think he's educating me on how all that works. Yeah, I love I love the friendship that the kids built across the miles, you know. I think that was awesome. Yeah, so anyway, was. thanks again for being here with us and I appreciate your time and all your your humor and your resources that you shared with us. And I've just locked myself out of my computer to be able to play my closing music. <laughs> yes, my That thing, yeah, yeah, there you go, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to go back and have my my bloopers. All my all my all my episodes contain a blooper at the end. So when you come back, and I am actually going to take the next two weeks off and enjoy Christmas and my enjoy. family. And we will be back January seventh with Crystal Payne. We are going to talk about some strategies and some real ways to not only thrive instead of survive, but. Um, we are going to talk about some ways to save money to travel and to be to make some of this amazing travel we've talked about a reality if you don't have a traveling dad. So, again, Merry Christmas to everyone. Love you. Thanks for listening. Dan, thanks again for your, your friendship. Thanks for having support. me. Absolutely. We'll do this again. 
That's it for today's Beat on Destination Inspiration. Your host, Jen Ranieri, will be back next week, inspiring you to live your best life is learning adventure. Tune in Tuesdays at 1111 to unpack what it means to live a lifestyle of journey, exploring God's wonderful world together. Be sure to check out Jen's online community at wordtraveling.com. That's W-O-R-D traveling. And hit the subscribe button so you won't miss the next stop on our journey. Until next time, happy travels.